Before we start today's episode, there's something important for agencies seeking a reliable way to attract new business, especially during busy periods. I want to introduce you to Leaflow Sprint. It's an eight-week program that simplifies your marketing and consistently attracts the attention of potential clients without requiring a massive marketing budget or external sales teams. With my 17 years of experience in aiding agencies to gain visibility in new clients, this program offers a practical and effective approach to lead generation. Forget about unpredictable leads and embrace a method that works across different agency sizes. And if you're keen to learn more, you need to visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to jump on here before you do uh, get into the content, just to say that this was such a long and productive conversation. We've actually split it into two episodes, so it's not so overwhelming to listen to. And so you're getting all the benefit from the conversation uh, in this podcast. So this is part one of two, and you can tune into the next episode, which will be queued up uh, for release shortly. Hello and welcome to the Caffeine Podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Amanda Schmel of Incaps. As an email conversion strategist and copywriter and the founder of Incaps.org.uk, she helps business owners fire up their conversions through the power of email communications. She's worked with some of the biggest names in online business and until recently held regular copywriting workshops in partnership with Lloyd's Business Bank. We are here today because email is one of the most valuable, economical, but poorly used resources that agencies have in their marketing and new business toolkits. Personally, I'm on a mission with my own clients to get them to introduce consistent, relevant, and value-filled emails to their profile-raising toolkits, but I'm by no means the master of this. And in fact, I'm working with a man myself to leverage this in my own business and learn more on behalf of my clients in the process. So without uh, further ado, I want to uh, introduce the man to the podcast and uh, and go through a few questions that we've prepared in advance. Welcome. Hey, Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're very glad to have you here. And especially, uh, I know it's time's tight, so I'm really pleased to, to have this opportunity to speak to you. Um, yeah, given current circumstances. So I uh, just to give you a bit of background, I work exclusively with B2B businesses, about 90% of which are design firms. And as I mentioned in my introduction, traditionally, it's not an area that has uh, put emails to good use when nurturing prospects into clients. I just wanted to get a a feel. Is this typical of what you see in B2B businesses um, within the service industry in particular? Yes, I was just about to say, I think service providers in particular struggle with how to use email um to you know drum up business I think it's easy for for e-commerce businesses and product businesses because it's quite a kind of simple um strategy you know send an email get people to have a look at the thing that you're selling and then get them to buy the thing that you're selling and same if you are kind of launching digital products and things like that and courses so the strategy feels a lot more simple Um, But service providers tend to struggle a little bit more and don't really know how to make email work for them, which is really interesting because it can work just as well for service providers as it does for for product businesses as well. And I I guess what you're saying there that I'm really picking up on is it feels like a why bother situation if you don't have something that you immediately want to sell to people. I mean, the kind of companies that I work with, 
they take a long time to nurture their clients and um, the value of the projects tends to be really high, but it's certainly not something you kind of click through a link and buy on a website. Um, so I understand why it hasn't been addressed that well in the past. What do you feel are the opportunity costs for service-based businesses in this area? I definitely feel like, well, it's a long, it's a long-term strategy for service providers. So uh, the first thing is that you shouldn't expect it to just kind of happen quickly for you. You shouldn't expect email to just work overnight. You definitely have to have to put work into it and time into it. And I think that's the that's the key. Um, when you do put that time into it, that work into it, and that consistency as well. So you you don't give up. You keep going. And that's when it really starts working for you. And for service providers, um, the opportunity here is that you get to you get to nurture your audience as in you get to you get to tell them about you and what you do and really convince them over a period of time that you are the person for them, that you are the person that that can help them with their issues and their struggles and their, their problems, whatever those problems are. And so you're really building a relationship. It really is that you're building a relationship. And it's funny because I, I don't see any downside to email. Um, I think every business is an email business, is a business that can really benefit from, from using email. Um, and it's really just about how well, how well you use it and being clear on what your goals are so that you can come up with an effective strategy to meet those goals. Absolutely. I, so many things were coming up for me as you were talking there. And I think, you know, you were talking about the, the opportunity to build a relationship over a period of time. I see typically the clients who've really nailed their, their ongoing conversations via email um, with prospective clients. They need to do a lot less convincing when it comes to a, um, a proposal for a specific project because the client feels like they already know them quite well they don't feel like they need to be they need to convince them as much on certain aspects so I think you know if nothing else it makes your proposals a lot shorter potentially um, more valuable as well uh, Absolutely. So, something to bear in mind and in terms of like the you know no downsides to it I think one of the biggest things is that it's just so cheap like you think about all the other marketing strategies that I know service-based companies deploy when they start getting panicked. It's It can be incredibly expensive and ineffective to do other things. One of the things I see typically people doing is is, uh, is AdWords, which is personally, I feel is like the complete opposite of what you should be doing when it comes to um, service-based business where you're building a relationship over a long period of time. But I think that's, as you said, that's what it comes back down to. It's about taking a long-haul strategy and understanding you really need to start this before you need it um, because it does take a long time to to build that uh, that relationship over email. Um, yeah, absolutely. And two things on that topic. Um, you know, the first thing is email is really great for helping you to understand who your audience is. So I think the mistake that most business owners make is that they feel like email is a one-way communication tool and that you, they just kind of, um, you know, broadcast their emails and and, mm-hmm. and then that's it and that's it but actually email is really a two-way communication um, system so you should really be wanting to hear back from your subscribers and so when you set up your email strategy in a way that encourages things like replies and engagement and all that good stuff it means that you actually get to learn about who is you know reading these emails on the other side and what it is that they want from you um 
you know, what are the things that are stopping them from hiring you so that you can figure all this stuff out. And it actually informs your marketing across the board and not just your email. So it can really be beneficial for for your other um, marketing kind of efforts and yeah. mediums as well. Um, and then, oh, I was going to say something else. You said so much. I've forgotten the second thing but it will come back to me <laughs> um oh man and I forgot the thing I was gonna say as you were talking <laughs> um so actually I just yeah I did I did want to say something about that I think for because typically we're talking to an industry that hasn't used this to best effect and I think you know a lot of people be willing to admit that there's a kind of misunderstanding about how you you project and what tone of voice you use and how you um what what person you what you know what person you speak in when you're sending emails etc and one of the common mistakes I see is this kind of like email broadcast blast like really navel gazing content that's all around the client uh, sorry all around the agency and is typically written from a team at or info at email address and it talks in the, you know, using the the term we throughout the pronoun we rather than from a specific person. Um, and it doesn't have to be the most senior person in the agency, but just coming from a person with a, a name <laughs> rather than a collective can just do so much to make it feel like it's a one-to-one narrative and encourage those replies and encourage that engagement and also shift your mindset as the writer uh, of the emails in terms of what you can request like feedback and input and and one of the other things you mentioned was you know encouraging those replies getting the gist of what's important to them that's so crucial because so many of the clients that I work with you know, the biggest barrier to doing this to implementing email is like is is what do we actually write about well here's a novel idea ask your audience what they want to hear about and then use that as the impetus to 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 write so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it if you if you're generating replies and uh and getting insights into what's important to your client at the current moment then you're able to feed that back into the kind of content in your own emails as well as all the other marketing areas that you've mentioned oh absolutely absolutely and I think asking your audience how you can help them and what you can help them with is the absolute best way to create um content and marketing that actually you know that hits the spot and that will that will um get you a return on investment and actually make you make you money and I think something that's um really important is what you mentioned around um the from name so you know who who is who is writing these emails and how do we write them so instead of writing them as a you know, we, 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 our team, this, our team, that, and um, the from name maybe being your, your business name, really um, creating that one-to-one connection is, is really important. Statistically, emails are more likely to be opened if they are sent from um, a specific person within a team. So literally changing the from name in your emails to, you know, from um, Ink House, for example, to Iman at Ink House, um, that can, or, you know, instead of caffeine, then Charlotte at caffeine makes all the difference, um, increases open rates and engagement. Um, and again, just increases that feeling of, of connection because email really is this tool that can build relationships if you do it in the right way. And if you allow it, if you allow it to, so, um, instead of 
pretending to kind of be this the whole team that's writing this email because it's not the whole team that's writing the email um if you write it from just one person this this communication this form of communication becomes this kind of one-to-one conversation and that's what all copies should be whether it's an email that you're writing and um, whether it's you know your website copy that you're writing mm-hmm. or whether it's you know a sales page that you're writing or even a social media post the reader should always feel like they're in conversation with just one person and they should always feel like they're the only other person in the room so they should never feel like this email is being written to you know hundreds of people or thousands of people however many people that you have on the list they should feel like it is it is a a an email that has been written to them and yeah. only them and I've just remembered that second thing that I was gonna say oh, go for was, it yeah which is sometimes we we really um undermine the value of of even just a small list so I think sometimes business owners feel really what's the word um just demotivated because they feel like they don't have a huge number of subscribers on their list um but you know I was thinking I was thinking about this recently and I just thought how imagine how happy we would be if we were able to promote our business to a room full of you know 200 people or even 100 people um and that would be a big deal for us you know um, getting the chance to sell our services to 200 people in one room or 100 people in one room but when it comes to an email list when we have a list of you know 100 people or 200 we've it, we we just feel like oh well that's nothing that's nothing and it's not you know, worth it not worth it it's not worth my time it's not worth the effort when actually those are 100 or 200 individuals who who want to hear from you they've opted in to hear from you so they're mm-hmm. already interested in what you have to say they're already interested in what you have to offer and now the onus is on you to really um to build that connection and sell them whatever it is that you need to sell them sell them your solution um and so yes big lists are great if you have hundreds and hundreds of thousands and thousands of 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 people on your list amazing um that is brilliant and you know we all want to be working on building our list and building the number of people on our email lists but also don't um don't undermine what a small list can do as well and, and how much money you can make from a small list yeah and how much you can learn from it because one of the other things that came up to me as you were talking is um you know through this copywriting uh exercise you also learn how to uh draft better proposals actually I think and, and become more convincing because you become more in tune with your client and yes. confident about speaking to them and and that delivers in all different areas of your business not just email so use it as a as an exercise <laughs> if nothing else um in terms of those more one-to-one conversations that you'll end up having on the phone if you've if you've done a lot of email and you've written from yourself in the first person and you're you're in tune with what their challenges are then um you know that's all practice for when you're on the stage and you want to win a project so that's a, another good reason to be doing this um even if it feels like you're talking to crickets at a certain stage and everyone started there right like you I mean I actually have some great advice in um course win clients consistently about how you actually have a much bigger list than you think you have um particularly as a b2b business and and looking back over your you know people who've wanted to hear from you in the past and, and pulling them in from the different areas of the business. Um, so I'd say don't feel like you're just talking to crickets. Don't ever think you're starting from scratch, but we've all been there. We've all had to start from somewhere. And um, Oh yeah. If you start... I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to start. Like I remember 
having two people on my email list <laughs> and I remember <laughs> I remember emailing them and literally putting my all into every single email that went out to them and thinking I wonder what these two people would think if they knew that they were the only two people on this email list oh, how so special how that, right <laughs> and and you know just to follow on from what you were saying um I think it's really important that we also realize if, if talking to your audience and asking them you know what they want to hear about or what they don't want to hear about or what they're struggling with or if kind of getting that research and information feels hard or difficult um in whatever way it's also a great idea to just track what is working and what isn't working based on the stats that you do have available mm-hmm. to you so just checking out like the content that uh, that your subscribers are engaging with versus what they're not engaging with. So the emails that they are, they are they're maybe opening or clicking through to, um, yeah. that's, that's really great information too. So the ones that are getting really good engagement, whether it's, you know, I feel like open rates now are, are not to the most um, uh, valuable reliable. or mm. reliable, there we go, the most reliable or accurate um, stat or metric to follow. Um, so if you look at kind of click rates and, and replies as well, like what are people replying to? What are people clicking through to? For those that are, are doing really well, then you know that that is the type of content or the topics that your audience is really interested in and that you should probably do more of and focus more on. Whereas yeah. the ones that aren't getting that much engagement, there's also loads to learn from that as well because it tells you that something needs to change there, something needs to be tweaked, or you know that just isn't something that your audience is interested in. So do you know have have a look at the stats that are available to you? They're there for a reason, and they're really they can be really valuable if you just take the time to have a look at at what they look like. And a lot of my clients, because they've never done email before at all, I recommend. It's not my favorite platform, but. I recommend they start with MailChimp just because it's so cheap and I'd like to use the word intuitive that's one of the reasons I don't particularly like it because I don't think the user experience is that great but what they do uh, do a great job of is giving you stats compared to other people within your own industry so yes. you've got an idea of what to, to look at and I have to say I've been working with you recently and I'm ashamed uh, that I've never actively asked for replies to emails in the past and that's something that I want to implement in the longer term it's on the it's on the nice to have list of things to do, the ever growing to-do list um, but one of the things that I do in order to track what uh, topics are most interesting and what I can build on in future content is and also not to overwhelm people in the emails that I do send I don't send all the copy in the email I give a summary of what it is um, almost a too long didn't read kind of summary and a, a link through to a blog post or or a podcast episode where I go into that topic in much more detail uh, than you'd ever want in your inbox. Um, and just understanding how many people are clicking on those links, like you said, it doesn't, don't feel like it has to be a link to a product and therefore it doesn't apply to you as a service-based business. This is a link through to, to your actual content. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's just super easy way of, of tracking what, uh, what is um, drawing most attention that allows you to circumnavigate the open rates um, issue yeah it is it really is I think I think it's important to be really intentional about that because it there's you kind of have to find a balance right so you want those instances where people are clicking uh, open an email and then clicking through to you know other content that is yours and but then you also want you also want those times when the value is within the email itself so yeah. that 
people get used to the idea of your emails being valuable as well so that yeah. then when they see your emails they they're like okay great email from charlotte i know this is going to be an interesting email and then they get the value from the email within just that within the email itself um as opposed to getting too used to always having to click out because yeah you're Sorry. creating yeah you, so you're creating an extra call to action which is which yeah. is extra work for the subscriber and uh, sometimes people people who want to click won't click because they'll think oh okay yeah you know I'll, I'll click on that later or I'll click on it you know uh, tomorrow or I'll come back to it and then maybe don't or just can't be bothered to and so you want to like find a mix of absolutely clicking out to valuable content uh, sometimes but then also other times making sure that the value itself is within the email so that if the person reads nothing else or doesn't click through to anything else that they still leave with some kind of value you see I've I've got so much to learn <laughs> on this topic but it excites me because that means there's so much opportunity I like knowing what there is to do next uh that's uh, that's a good thing so um, yeah I know it's yeah. exciting it's and the thing is email is all about experimentation so you know we have um like email rules I actually I have a 35 a free 35 minute masterclass called the email rules that kind of walks you through the really basic uh, rules of of, of oh, amazing of, yeah of creating a great email strategy I'll give you the link as well so that you I'll can... put it in the show notes yeah. yeah exactly thank you um and so we have email rules uh, around how to create like a good solid email strategy so that you, you know you can um in- increase your conversions and boost your sales but it's funny because it's almost like once you know those rules you can start breaking them a little bit as well mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as you know that you are intentionally breaking these email rules um, because email is just all about experimentation you know some things work for some businesses and some people and then other things don't work for other businesses and, and other people and it really is about just seeing what works for you trying out different things and um, I really play around with my newsletter like I add like funny um polls and stuff um and to see you know what people are interested in um yeah. you know what they what they engage with um I ask them to reply and they do reply to the point that I actually can't keep up with uh, my replies <laughs> anymore I, I had to put like an auto responder on that's like a thank you so much for your email unfortunately I can't get back to every email it's just not possible <laughs> but that's what happens like you you ask people to reply and they actually do and you learn so so much from them um so yeah it's it's fascinating stuff and and you know there are there's definitely a right way to do it um but once you know that right way then there's there's room to really play around with it yeah I that is absolutely crucial understanding the basic rules in any area so you know where to push the boundaries yeah exactly hi there thanks for listening in today just to remind you that this is the first of two parts of this episode so listen out for the subsequent parts which will be coming to the podcast platform soon just before we wrap up I want to touch on a crucial opportunity for your agency's growth as a creative agency your primary focus should be on delivering exceptional work not getting bogged down in sales and marketing. And that's where Leadflow Sprint comes in. It's an eight-week program designed to streamline your lead generation process, bringing in a steady flow of potential clients to you. No more struggling with the ups and downs of trying to gain the attention of new business. Our program includes hands-on support, including direct input on your copywriting, ensuring a bespoke approach to your lead generation needs. No more feeling stuck in the feast or famine cycle. Our real-time support included direct feedback on tasks like copywriting 
helps you to bid farewell to inconsistently and embrace a lead generation system that's tailored to your unique needs. Visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra.